0: This is the Andrew Lake Podcast, and in this episode, we're talking about linear thinking. Linear thinking falls into one of our categories within philosophy of mind. So theory of mind or philosophy of mind is what do we say the mind is? What can we say about the different kinds of thinking that we have? So before, we have talked about spectrum thinking. we also talked about systems thinking, network thinking, and a few other forms of thinking like that. And I thought today we'd talk about linear thinking. So as the case with all these philosophies or theories or concept of mind, we're taking an idea or a concept and applying it To the mind, so that we can picture what our thoughts are like, so that we can better understand the way our thoughts work. So, on the surface, linear thinking might seem like a small category, but it actually contains quite a lot. It's quite a broad category, as we'll see. And I want to have a clear Description for you of what linear thinking is by the end of this conversation. Linear thinking is not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but it's completely inadequate for where we want to go, which is to those higher realms of existence, those more complex ways of living. Those more mystical and beautiful ways of experiencing reality. So this is a base conversation for understanding what we can go beyond by understanding what this is as a building block, as a foundation. So linear thinking is sequential. It's one thing after another, as the name implies. You have a thought, and then you have another thought after that. Now, at first it might appear that this contains all thought. But we're going to start chipping away at different levels of complexity, which we have on our sequential thoughts. Sequential thoughts have a degree which they are related to each other. So there is a difference in how connected each thought is. And there's a degree of how much of a row we put things in. We put things in a string of thoughts. If we have a string of thoughts, can we say that all those thoughts are connected in some way? For example, you can have linear thinking by way of numbers. So if you're counting numbers sequentially, one, two, three, four, five, so on, then they are strung together, but they're also linear in that they stand by themselves if you isolate them if we isolate a number you know what that number means it stands by itself we also have certain phrases certain statements certain words that only make sense within a s- certain size of a context some words can only be understood within a larger context, within a specific context, and it can be quite a complex context. This is how we derive meaning to our words. This is how we derive weight to our words. So linear thinking would be having a sequence of thoughts or phrases or words which can be isolated and yet still understood. So you'll have your string of thoughts and we'll take one out and say, what does that mean? And it makes sense to itself what it means. This is typical of thinking over day-to-day activities. If you're going to the shops, you're doing your chores, you're doing your jobs, you're doing your work, you're doing your routine, you're working on your creative projects, you're building your business, doing all your healthy habits. And you, at some point, just stop and say, well, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about? You say, well, I'm thinking about doing this one little activity. It makes sense. It's a linear thought. It's a thought that is a part of linear thinking. So linear thinking is all about the separateness and compartmentalization of thoughts. Reason and logic is also linear thinking. Reason can become quite complicated because you have your statement and anti statement, and then your synthesis. But each time you move along that thought process, it's possible to keep that thought, each thought, contained within itself. Your reasoning might be dependent on only one or two things. So if your reasoning is dependent on a lot of things and there's a complicated web that you have to explain, that would be non-linear thought. Logic is quite similar because logic, you go along, you find a piece of information, and then you have to contend with a new piece of information as to what the truth is or what the logic of it is. You have to be going along discovering new compartmentalizations or isolated thoughts or ideas or concepts in order to understand the correct logic. So we have a scale of linear thinking that becomes more complicated as each thought becomes more dependent on a new thought, on each thought. The more interconnected your thoughts are, the less linear it is. A lot of what we experience is linear. We spend our daily life doing things in a linear way, in a linear manner. And the things that really stand out to us are the things that break away from linear thinking. For example, watching a movie. So, a, a movie is a sequence of shots, a sequence of scenes, a sequence of dialogue. And if it's a climactic movie, or if it's a well pieced together movie, each scene is going to build on the next. You're going to need the piece of information in preceding scenes to get to the next scenes to understand the significance. Of each scene. And really good movies have all of the movie. All of the scenes. Culminate together into this one climax. Where everything at once. Is bearing its pressure down on one moment. So this is the climax. This is the the bursting. Of the build up of linear thought. Of linear experiencing. So it's possible to think. In such a way as to be non-linear in the same way that a movie has its climax build in a linear way to become non-linear. So there's a few other styles of thinking that we can use as little stepping stones to move away from linear thinking. So there is a famous book by Edward de Bono who wrote a book called Lateral Thinking. So lateral thinking, as I understand it, is using linear thinking to become more versatile and move away from linear thinking. So you're sidestepping your processes. You're seeing how things are related. And you feed yourself little tricks or traps that you have to come up with new creative processes for. So vertical logic, usually, this is what De Bono says, vertical logic is the typical starting with a piece of information, gaining a new piece of information, and then amalgamating the two, and then as new information comes in, you change what it is that you've got. You fit it into what you've got and you extract your logic with the information that you've got. Whereas with lateral thinking, what we've got is a group of pieces of information which change the entire structure of the process depending on the order in which they're put in. So you might find that there's a new piece of information which completely exonerates your previous logic. All of it has to be redone. So he's got these exercises where there are shapes. He's got these little shapes in this book. And he says, well, how do you fit these shapes together in a square, for example? And they might be a bunch of triangles. And so you see that it's quite obvious on the first couple But then he'll introduce this new shape where you have to pull apart all of your triangles in a totally new way in order to make a square or a rectangle. And there's a bunch of exercises like this. So lateral thinking is not vertical logic. It's also not critical thinking, which is something that de Bono talks about in his book. Critical thinking is more about rejecting something. So this is choosing which information you decide not to include in your logic. So logic can be exclusionary. You might say that I've got these little bits of information that are being placed together and that makes my logic work. And if a piece of information comes along, which ruins the structure of my logic, I might say that I reject that. I'm being critical of it. And I do not include it in my logical. I say it's non-logical. It's not logical. So if it's disrupting my linear thought too much, I might be critical. So we've got critical thinking, logical thinking, and linear thinking all working in this dynamic. Rationality works in a similar way, but is slightly more complicated in that it Causes synthesis to happen in a more nuanced way than logic. De Bono also talks about extracting principles. So lateral thinking shows that there is a principle behind how a group of ideas or a group of thoughts work together. And that principle can be used in other ways and used in other situations and used in other patterns of thought. So it's one step more complicated than linear thinking, or it's a few steps more complicated. There was a few tools that De Bono came up with to help induce lateral thinking. Apart from just the shapes idea of the challenging logic idea, for example, he has this idea called the random entry. So this would be taking two thoughts and putting them together which seem to be completely unrelated. If you have a concept, we can introduce a seemingly far-out, random, crazy, weird concept to be forced to be included in it. So This is the opposite of critical thinking. This is the opposite of calling something non-logical or irrational. Another tool he used is called provocation, or the reversals of logic. So this would be saying, what is the opposite of this logic? What if the situation was upside down? He has some very funny statements. For example, this statement, the factory is downstream of itself. This leads to the idea of forcing a factory to take its water input from a downstream of its output. An idea which actually became law in some countries. This is from Wikipedia on the provocation idea, a generating linear thought. Sorry, generating lateral thinking tool. Provocations can be set up by the use of any of the provocation techniques wishful thinking exaggeration as well as reverse reversal distortion i think it creates a list of provocations and then uses the most outlandish ones to move their thinking forward to new ideas so lateral thinking is a step from linear thinking towards creative thinking so the ability to navigate different concepts, leads to creative thinking. So linear thinking is the opposite of malleable thinking. Linear thinking is the inability to have multiple layers between thoughts the inability to have categories of thoughts, because it really depends on how many different kinds of thoughts you have. If all your thoughts are just your daily activities, your daily routines, your daily life, then you don't really need to come up with new categories of thoughts. You only have one category, it's just daily life. So if you're just going along thinking about one kind of thing, then you don't really need to have a broader understanding of types of thought. So lateral thinking is giving you ideas and processes that allow you to start breaking up into new ways of thinking. So one of the ways to escape out of linear thinking is to give yourself more amounts of information. You give your mind more information to deal with. You can give yourself more situations to deal with, more problems to deal with. If you challenge yourself and you are open to new experience, your mind will have to come up with new explanations and new categories and new ways of dealing with things. So with each range of complexity in thought, there are different tools that are appropriate to dealing with the concepts and the kinds of thoughts. There is a time and a place for logic and reason, and there is a time and a place for critical thinking. And lateral thinking is really just a step beyond those. And what we're really trying to get towards is multidimensional thinking. So, multidimensional thinking is the complete opposite of linear thinking. If you think of linear thinking as a piece of string, you can go along this piece of string only in one way, in one direction. If you want to go... To a new thought, you have to travel along this one piece of string. It might be a very long piece of string. It might be a constant piece of string. But this is the metaphor of l- linear thinking. With multidimensional thinking, you don't have one piece of string. You have an entire web. You have strings connected all over the place. And not only that, but you can appear at any point in the web at any time. So for linear thinking for someone to go to one concept from another concept they've got to travel along the piece of string all the way there and all the way back. It takes a very long time to go from one end of the string to the other. But with multidimensional thinking there is a web where all the different ideas and concepts are completely connected and they're right next, close to each other. So from a neurological point of view, you've got a group of neurons, a group of light bulbs in your head, and when one idea comes along, that group of light bulbs turn on. Now, that group of light bulbs are going to have some light bulbs that share the same light bulbs with other ideas, but not all of them. So when a new idea comes along, for someone who's multidimensional thinking, they can see that there's similar light bulbs being lit up. Whereas with linear thinking... Different ideas have totally different sets of light bulbs. There's no connection. There's no similarity for them. So linear thinking is really the enemy of neuroplasticity, of the ease of moving around ideas and concepts, the ease of having different thoughts and connecting thoughts, connecting the dots. And this is an actual sensation. This is an experience that someone has. When you think differently, you feel differently. Your experience of reality is different. And if you understand what it's like to have linear thought as opposed to multidimensional thought, the difference is as bright as day. Of course, a linear thinking person doesn't understand multidimensional thinking. Even if you do have multidimensional thinking, well, you do know it. You do know the difference. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily always able to recognize when you're operating within each one. So at different times in the day, you might be having different ways of thinking. But... Multidimensional thinking is something that's got to be built and understood in and of itself. It's not something that you can really just stumble into because there's got to be a certain amount of information. There's a certain amount of linear thought that has to happen before you have multidimensional thought. So there has to be a certain amount of string in order to make a web, a spider web. So if you don't have enough linear thought, you won't get to multidimensional thought. And the only way I've figured out how to get to multidimensional thought is to travel along linear thought long enough. So if you are thinking in a linear way, and logic and critical thinking and lateral thinking are new concepts to you, the only advice I have for you is to just keep going along your linear thought. If you're being exposed to these ideas, you're already being fed new information, so your mind is already opening up, so you're already heading in the right direction just by listening to this sort of talk, just by listening to this sort of philosophy of mind, concept of mind. So those are a few of the concepts of thought that we can deal with. These are the concepts that we can use to break open our experience of reality. Linear thought. Logic. Reason and rationality. Lateral thinking. Critical thinking. Generating ideas. Extracting principles. Provocation. Random entry. Exaggeration. Reversal. Distortion. Wishful thinking. These are all little steps that we can take in our line from linear thinking towards multidimensional thinking. If you'd like to find out more about lateral thinking, you can look up Edward Di Bono. And thanks very much for tuning in. My name is Andrew, and we'll be back soon with more.